To truck it. I'm Tuner here with Michael Vincent the Dude. What's up, brother? Hey, good afternoon. Good Friday afternoon from Freight Alley, my friend. So I gotta ask you something. So my, my yeah. wife has been away, so I've been walking the dog every morning, and mm. uh, I noticed these new yuppies moved in on my street. And as I was walking the dog, I went past their, their lawn. All of a sudden I start hearing this really weird high-pitched noise. And it's been a couple days, and at first I thought it was my ear pods, but yeah. today I was more like aware of it, and I realized that they put this little device uh, like by their front stoop that it's motion censored, and when it when you walk past it, it goes like is it supposed to be like a dog whistle or something like that? I don't know. My question is, is that fair? Like, can you really do that on the street? Every person walking by, you're going to put a high pitch sound I don't think down? so. I don't think that's okay. I don't think that's okay. That might have to go missing in the middle of the night. Uh, it, it might have to. Not I by me. Other uh, neighbors. But like, if you move into a neighbor, do you really want to piss off every dog owner on the street? No, you don't. My neighbor's got one that just says, it's a sign. It just says, please be respectful. Yes. Right? Which is, which is fine. You know, which, pick yeah. up your dog poop, right? Bring a bag. You don't have to assault people with noise, though. No, I don't think you do. I don't, I don't think, think that's do. right. Do they have a tree lawn? <laughs> yes, they do. They do. And that, that's where the, that, that, but it hits you wherever you go. I can yeah, yeah, get like yeah, an air horn or something. It's not even their property. You're on the sidewalk and it's going off. Well, anyways, you yeah, don't need to know about my petty quabbles with neighbors. Uh, mm. On the show today, we are talking about the brand new Back the Truck Up site. We're going to talk to the brand new Back the Truck Up team. You know, with all that experience talking to NASA, we are, we're, we're going to use all that learnings to launch uh, an awesome platform here <laughs> yeah we got ingrid brown we got james rooster bowen we got justin martin they're all coming on the show in just yeah. a little bit we'll talk about what btu is it's a freight culture site by truckers and industry veterans covering the latest news players and viral trends of the industry with blogs podcasts and videos we got trucking tiktoker john sullivan he shows up to talk about how he's delivering his uh, unique sense of humor find out how life is behind the wheel and how we got into tiktok and maybe he'll even have some tips for us for our back the truck up tiktok channel Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I learned already. Keona D. Carter, CEO at 11th Hour Logistics. She's going to talk about hiring in this freight market and, uh, you know, about her company and all that. And Jonathan Kramer, he is a trucker over at CSMI Hartford. Very familiar with those stomping Ooh. grounds. We'll get, uh, we'll get into it with him, too. First, got a tip to ban, though. Autonomous trucks are coming with a huge potential windfall if you're ready to seize it. Start reengineering your supply chain for autonomy today. Contact Locomation at Tell'em, dude. Hey, go to locomation.ai for turnkey solutions right after the show. Okay, let's check out some of these TikToks first, and we'll bring our guest right up. Right here. I got to announce I got a good. What's that? What you got going on right there, buddy? Just checking out his logbook. Is that so? Yeah, it's good. It's fine. On. Thank God, dude. You had like 15 violations. <laughs> well, that's not fair at all. I'm sorry. We don't give a fuck. My bad. Yes, my child. Mother, I crave violence. Good. What's your name? What? What is your name? Tony! Fuck you, Tony! What's your name? Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. All right, it's John Sullivan. He's a trucker and a TikToker, and uh, he makes funny ass TikToks. John, how you doing today? We got Johnny. We got Johnny. Talk to me. Talk to me, Moltar. Oh, All right. They're going to reconnect man. with uh, Johnny. So will they work with him to get his sound up? I already see Jonathan Kramer in the bullpen over here. So why don't we bring him up? He's with CSMI Hartford. He's a driver over there, and he's looking incredible. He's also in a truck right now. Jonathan, where are you in the world right now? 
uh, I actually just got back to our plant here in Hartford after being out all week. So nice to be home. Yeah, what's the most exciting thing to do in Hartford? My wife's like family lives out that way. We go and visit. I used to work at a brokerage office. We had a satellite office. I go out and visit. And uh, ever since I got rid of the whalers, just, there, there wasn't much that I saw to do. Well, um, so it's Hartford, South Dakota. I think you're talking about oh, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. well, see. So a <laughs> little, little different Hartford. But uh, so think Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But there, there's actually quite a bit to do here, more than you think for being in the Midwest. I would think it sounds better than Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. It, it, I, I think it's better than Hartford, Connecticut, too. Haven't been there. Uh, can't, can't help but notice you are in a truck right now. What kind of truck you drive? I drive a Kenworth T680. So uh, we're, we're actually just switching from Volvos to T680s. It's a really wonderful truck. I love it. And how did right. you end up working with, uh, with um, Jose over there in the CSMI team? So it's kind of funny. Um, you know, there's a little bit of seasonality to this business because it's a construction business. At the end of the day, it relies on construction. And I was driving for another company and came up here on a uh, temporary account one summer and fell in love with it. At the, the end of, at the end of the account, I asked if I could stay and applied. And that's kind of how I ended up here uh, full time. And I've loved it ever since. So why, why is that, Jonathan? And welcome to the show, by the way. But why is that? Why is the construction hauling? Why, why is that so much more interesting? What, what led you to say, hey, I'm staying? Well, one of the nice things about here from a truck driving perspective is that, you know, we go to the same a lot of we go to the same customers over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. it's really nice to build that relationship with people. So, you know, you're not just showing up to that refrigerated warehouse or that random lumber yard or that random mill or wherever, and nobody knows you and nobody, and you don't know them and there's no uh, relationship Uh, here. You know, we we have tons of repeat customers. I have the same 25 or 30 customers in Colorado that I go to every week. And, you know, it's nice to build that relationship beyond just, you know, your typical, you know, customer relationship, right. Where it's more of a friend's thing. You know, another underrated point of some of these partnerships, too, is that it drastically increases efficiency because you know where you're going. You know where if you have other drivers, you know where where they will be. And scaling up from those positions becomes substantially and significantly easier instead of just trying to figure out where you're supposed to be hauling loads every single second of the day. I imagine that could be quite stressful. It is. And that's and that's like one of the things that I think the drivers dislike the most is never knowing what's next. And that was one of the things that I disliked the most. And here you, you always know what's next, right? You know, you know where your load's going to be. You know, you're going back to the plant. You know what your next load's going to be. You don't have to sit there. There's not that uncertainty. And because you run the same routes and you deal with the same customers, that uncertainty goes away. And, you know, all the places you can park, all the places you can get a bite to eat, use the bathroom, all those just basic trucker things that uh, that uh, when you're over the road, it becomes a little bit more difficult to deal with, Right. Yeah, those regular uh, routes breed uh, familiarity and uh, knowledge, and what's going on there makes it a little bit better. I see what you're saying there. Now, you got you're in a pretty specific niche there. What you're hauling? What are you got, What are you seeing as far as demand in in that industry? So demand's been really good ever since uh, 2020. You know, I think everyone was really surprised by how demand took off during the COVID pandemic, and it was the same here. I mean, last year was a record year for us, our biggest year ever, and uh, so far this year, demand's still been strong. Uh, prices are high. The war in Ukraine's really hurt uh, metal prices. They've gone up. Uh, the continued fluctuation in the lumber market affects us a lot too. So that's kind of been a downward uh, way on demand. But right now, demand is still good. But uh, I think there's generally concern, you know, in the overall economy as we go forward. I mean, there's uh, a lot of inflation out there. There's a lot of economic uncertainty about what the Fed's going to do 
with the market, try to keep inflation down and what, how that will affect everybody uh, in our industry and trucking in general, I think. So, uh, Jonathan, will you guys be uh, affected by the uh, the infrastructure bill that's coming on board here? And we're going to see much more uh, construction, that type of thing within the infrastructure. Are you in that type of uh, construction as well? Uh, not not as much. I mean, it's more uh, we do commercial buildings, uh, pole barns, things like that. So think metal roofing, metal siding, that kind of thing. We do a lot of big projects and the infrastructure bill will help. But uh, I don't think we're going to see a tremendous effect out of that. Although I, I, I wish we would. I mean, you know, it helps everybody's bottom line at the company, right? Sure, sure. Speaking of the company, you've mentioned this sort of partnership with CSMI and, and staying on with them. What about them? You know, because retention is such a big issue in trucking, right? You know, the, the, there's like 90% retention in this. Drivers jump seats a lot. What may, What makes you stick around? So one of the things that I like about here is that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of home time. There's a lot of stability. The paycheck's good. They treat you really good, too, and they give you nice equipment, and, and a lot of companies do that, but um, we're also employee-owned, so, um, you know, you when you're working, when you're making decisions, you're not just making them for yourself. You're making them for everybody, and at the end of the day, you get a, a cut of the profit, right? We're entirely employee-owned, hmm. so every year, whatever you make, the company gives 12% of that into a, a stock plan for you. So, you know, if you make $100,000 in a year, you get 12,000 of that is put into a stock plan that you can use that, you know, that you can use later on to retire. And that's one of the things that I like is that you have like a stake in it. It's not just, you know, your boss telling you what to do, right? Wow, that's amazing stuff. You obviously are very happy with that situation. When you're talking to other uh, drivers or other drivers are out there, is it? Would you recommend that they kind of come off of those 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 uh, company routes where it's irregular? You're kind of dependent on the entire economy, and now you're kind of dependent on not only the economy but this one one company as well. Is that something you would advise other truckers to look into? I mean, I think it's something that you can look at. I mean, one of the one of the nice things about working here is that, you, like I said, you have that stability and you don't have to worry about the wider economy. You just have to worry about yourself. And, you know, you have all these different protections that the company does. I mean, the company and they give you so many opportunities to give back. Right. So the company has tons of giving back opportunities. It's part of our nature. So one of the nice things is that, you know, if you, you know, you it's to the point where if you don't want to drive for a day, they can hook you up with a giving back opportunity. So you can get out of the truck and you can go, you know, do habitat for humanity or work at a food bank or whatever. And you still get paid for that, you know, and that's one of the wonderful things is that there's tons of giving back opportunities while you work here too. Jonathan, before we, we let you go and, and shout out to you and the central States manufacturing team. Uh, if there was one thing though, you could change a, about for the better for truck drivers, what would it be it, just industry wide? You could make better for your fellow man, your fellow driver out there. So that's one of the things that I, I think it's, there's so many things you could say, right. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think one of the things that changed in the pandemic was that, people begin to understand and respect truck drivers more. And it's not just viewed as like a dead end career or a dead end job, or you messed up in life to be there. And I hope that that continues to change. I wish people would understand that you can do this and have a quality life and, and make really good money and have a good career. And it's something to be proud of, not something to be ashamed of. I love it. You want to change Great. the perception. That's what we're trying to do. It shows like this sites, like back the truck up and talking to smart gentlemen like yourself. Thank you so much for coming on the air with us today. Thank you.
Amen. Thanks, I love the fact that he said one of the big benefits there is that they have the give back program. So if you're tired of driving in a truck, want to take a day or two off, you get paid to go work at a food bank or a Habitat for Humanity. Really great stuff. Inspiring. Yeah. Do we have the other John back guys in the back? I see a, I see a phone card. Talk to me, Goose. Hello, I'm here. Oh, John is hey. here. Hey, John, what's up? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey. You are uh, Koi Tori on TikTok. We saw some of your videos. They were they were freaking hilarious, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Introduce yourself to Thank us, you. man. Uh, where, where, do you, where did you come from? Um, so right now I'm currently in Ontario, California. I got a load to pick up basically right after the show, and then I'll be on my way to Salt Lake City, and then I'm heading home to Washington State for a few days for my birthday. Awesome stuff. So, hey, how long have you been driving, man? So I've been driving for almost a year now. Um, I have not oh. been driving very long, but I've, I'm definitely thoroughly enjoying this job, and I'm learning oh. a lot very quickly. Okay, so you're, you're just getting out of that greenhorn phase. You're getting past year one. What put you in the truck, though? What made you decide to go take up the career? So I originally, I was, in the, I was in the Navy, and then when I got out, I tried doing a little bit of like government contracting type job, and it just wasn't for me. And I had, I had been watching a few truckers on TikTok and YouTube, and it made me really want to get into it. So I got my CDL, and I got in a truck. That is such Amazing. a great point, and this is I, this is something that we've been trying to tell like carriers and other people that don't just like discount or laugh at what's happening online, especially on sites like TikTok. I mean, truck drivers are are following a lot of these guys in mass, and it's becoming incredibly influential. It, it like right here, John just said it put him in the seat. It put him in the seat. It put him in. The if seat. you're a recruiter out there and you're oh, watching yeah. this, TikTok man, TikTok. <laughs> John, how did like when did you decide to add the uh, the TikTok game to your driving game? So I started doing TikTok a little bit uh, right when I was about to get out of the Navy. And it was just something that I wanted to do for fun um, because I enjoyed watching content on TikTok. And I figured, well, you know, sometimes I'm funny. So if I can make somebody laugh the way I'm laughing at all these other guys that are making this really great content, then by all means, you know, in a way, I guess you can kind of say it's giving back. But also for me, it's just fun. I just have fun with it. I don't stress over the views or the likes or anything like that. I just enjoy doing it. I think that's what makes them so enjoyable is that they're just obviously off the cuff type of stuff. What inspires you to do these things? They're so random. So it's just, I'll be driving down the road and you, you know how it is. You're just driving down the road. You got a lot to think about your mind wanders. And I just come up with some of these ideas. And then, you know, especially at the end of my shift, I'm scrolling through the TikTok and I find an audio and I'm like, Ooh, I like that audio, add it to favorites. And then I'll think about it for a few days. Yeah. And if I don't come up with any ideas, then so be it. But if I come up with an idea and I feel like I can make it, then that's usually what I go with. Um, Cause as you can tell, I don't have a whole lot of like original except for that one duet you guys were showing. But for the most part, I'm going off of those audios just because the idea is kind of already there and I can articulate it to make it fit either into trucking or with uh, or with my co-driver, you know, the, the, the plushie there, all that good stuff. That's what yeah. I was going to say. I noticed you're a team driver and one of the main characters is like that blue creature. What is, what is that thing? Does it have a name? So that th that is a Squishmallow, and his official name is Miles. I call him Miles the Safety Dragon because I put a safety vest on him. But uh, my girlfriend got that got got him for me when I uh, when I got into this truck. So John, you're into it. What's been the best part of the gig so far? Um, are you referring to trucking or TikTok? Well, just trucking itself. Um, uh, just being able to to see the country because. 
you know, like I said, I was in the Navy, so I saw a lot of, um, saw a lot of the world's oceans. They're very blue. I can assure you of that, but <laughs> I wanted to see more land. So I got into the truck so I could drive across the land and it's, it's been really wonderful. It's been really eye opening. There's just a lot more, there's a lot more to be seen out there than I think some people think. And, you know, you get in a truck and you'll see a, a big old load of it. <laughs> big old load of it. Hey, so uh, what are what is uh, a couple of things, or maybe the most important thing that you would uh, stress to another newbie who's just about to get into their first truck right now that you did? You're like, man, I wish I didn't do that. I would say one of the most important things, and it's a lesson that I've had to learn a little bit, just to remember um, safety, 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 especially mm. when it comes to the load. The load can always be rescheduled. Um, so don't do anything that would put your safety or anybody other, or anybody else's safety at je- in, in jeopardy. I don't have any accidents or anything like that, but I have that, had that mentality before where it's like, I got to get the load there. I got to get the load there. And then I had to like walk it back and remember like, Hey, safety is more important. These road conditions are more important than whatever's in this box. The, whatever's in the box can wait. Uh, truer words couldn't have been spoken, Solid John. Thing. Actually, I saw Ingrid Brown in the green room. She's like the FMC face of safety she was she was nodding her head in approval to to your words right there <laughs> what has been the uh, you know there, drivers have a lot of complaints so there's a lot of issues on the road that that drivers face what do you think is sort of like the biggest bullshit that you have to deal with um i wouldn't say anymore because i'm with a company that pays sure. salary now but i think <laughs> one of the big problems that i had before was the mileage pay because you know i run out of hours i can't drive i can't drive the wheels aren't turning i'm not earning now, don't get me wrong, the company I'm with now, it's a completely different pay structure, but for almost every other company out there, I think it's a huge problem. Yeah. No, and that's something as, um, that's, that's always in the top three, like the top three of, of complaints that, that drivers have is just that pay, not even knowing what you're getting paid, the cost per mile, and how you're limited by so many other factors with this industry that prevent you from keeping those tires moving. As John, yeah, yeah you can lose your, your pay all in detention. How about uh, John? How about TikTok? You've learned a little bit about TikTok. You're you're starting to grow your brands and everything on there. What kind of uh, what kind of advice do you wish you knew at the beginning when you first started your account? Um, you're not going to go viral in ten seconds. Uh, that's just not going to happen. I mean, it. Well, I guess it could, but it's very rare. And if you're trying, if you're on TikTok specifically to try to go viral, you're going to end up not being very happy with the results. And I feel like it could be a little bit detrimental to your mental health if you put too much energy into it. So I think the most important thing and the thing that I would tell anybody else trying to get into it is just have fun. And another thing, as far as your content creation, if you're not laughing at your own content, nobody else is going to laugh at your content. So make sure you like the content before you put it out there for anybody else. These are excellent points, especially at the start. So many people, they either start a new social media account or a podcast or a TikTok, and they get frustrated quickly because they don't get the results that are immediately because they're too busy. The algorithm is feeding you all the people who already are successful, who have put right. the work in, who have developed these audiences and following. For you to just come in somewhere and expect to have that from day one is arrogant on your own part, too. You know, and I, I know we all make that mistake at Absolutely. first, but if you, if you take a little, if you move the lens back, you look at it a little higher up, you can kind of realize, like, you know, it's like a lot of things in life. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You have yeah, to put work yeah, into yeah, it yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. and I, I guess uh, one last question, yeah, is, sure. if I could. So uh, how important is it to stay focused when you first start on that TikTok, right? Should you try out different types of things or pick one, stick with it for a while, and if it fails, go on? Or is it one of those things where, hey, you know, you quit one day before you, you actually become successful? 
Uh, to be honest, I really haven't gotten that far in TikTok, so that that would be a harder one for me to answer. Gotcha. Yeah. Just persevere. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out my own groove. Well, yeah. One of these days, the kids. Will I find guess you, it's Michael. one of the, it's that thing is where's that line between persevering and 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 trying to get blood from a rock? You know. <laughs> I think well, it's like what he said. If you know, like, you have to be realistic with your content. You have yeah. to be honest with yourself about it. And if it's not, if you're trying to make funny content, it's not yeah. actually funny. Then no one's gonna like it. If you're trying to make yeah. informative content, and it's not informative. No one's gonna find it informative. So yeah, yeah. you got to really know what you are. Like that's gotcha. that's big. You got to know your identity because audiences can grab onto that too. They'll know they'll know what to expect. That's part of the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, John, I love your stuff on TikTok. People who want to follow you on there, where should I send them? to so that's going to be um tutori k-o-u-u underscore t-o-r-i find me on tiktok i don't have an instagram i don't have my facebook link to it or anything like that so right now i'm just doing tiktok cool man hey drive safe out there and we'll catch you a little bit further down the road thank you sir have a good one Take it easy. Right on. All right, man. Let's bring up Ingrid Brown. She's the host of America on 18 Wheels. She's on Back the Truck Up with us, the rocket ship that um, it actually is launched in some regards, right? A lot of the socials up. The yeah. first video put on, on our YouTube was Ingrid's episode of America on 18 Wheels. Now what the trucks are up on there and everything. Yeah. Let's bring her up. Ingrid, welcome to the potty here on Back the Truck Up. <laughs> hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, man. This, it's so awesome to, like, finally get to this day, because you and I have been talking about this for a while, about how we need to replace Michael Vincent to get a competent host up here who doesn't <laughs> drop his talk box. In the, no, we, uh, we've been talking about this sort of platform, though, right? And taking the voice of, of what the truck and the voice of the driver and getting more surface level with this stuff. And concurrently, you were making your show America on 18 Wheels. You're writing these great articles, and it just became the perfect marriage to bring you over to the new site and it's an honor to have you there oh it's an honor for me to be here uh you know when you came to me about this and everything and we were talking about my articles and and my videos and stuff like that and we were talking about all that and when you gave that to me it just made so much more sense not that it doesn't fit on the other side it's just that you know as drivers we kind of like having to be able to give you the real story behind things and sometimes it gets buried whenever there's so much um i should say freight commodity and freight capacity and freight market whatever and i think that we really have a way to reach out to drivers and to give drivers a voice with freight waves i think that we have a platform and that you've set this up so amazingly that carriers can come on board and it's almost like i'm seeing this bridge between brokers and drivers and carriers. And that's a big hard thing to do, but I really think this is a great option. We can get this done. Yeah, I like that she said yeah. a bridge because that's that's one of the things we try to do a lot here yeah. on Want the Truck by having drivers on here as well as members, the highest members of the C-suite and the board of directors and also everyone in the middle. So it's actually a real conversation point. And on the same show, you could have someone like Jet McCandless talking about becoming a freight unicorn. You have a truck driver right after them that's just starting out their career and trying to build brands. It's it's the way to go. And I, you coming on the team kind of switched the direction a little bit too. I was like, maybe this will be a little bit broader voiced for the industry. But then I was like, Ingrid came on. I looked at some of the resumes that I was getting in. Yeah. Um, the two guys you will meet later, they're also mm -hmm. drivers. And I'm like, you know what? 
to start out with, let's make the, let's let's really get surface level with the driver. And instead of freight waves, there's a lot of breaking news. Let's have breaking commentary. Let's have drivers look at these stories and look at these conditions through their own lens and the things that they care about. Which in news, if you think about it, it there are different slants to reporting to, depending on the audience that you're speaking to. And like in freight waves, a lot of times there there might not be something that I would write about because I need to be broader. I need to be an archway. Where on this site, we can definitely get deep on those driver issues with so the ATA publishes something like driver turnover is empowering, you folks can actually be empowered and lend your voice to <laughs> that and tear that damn statement apart. Oh, I, I, I can just rip it apart. I mean, the snarkiness of Ingrid can literally come out with this one with all sincerity. You know, we, we're going to address that. It's kind of like ATA coming up and saying they want to level playing field for EODs because if we don't have them as owner operators and small companies, anyway, oh, yeah, this is one that will definitely get rolling. And, and drivers, it really offended a lot of drivers. Uh, so we're going to cover that. It's, it's definitely going to be... Uh, Oh, yeah, really yeah. we got Rooster on it. Um, I wrote about it yesterday in, in the newsletter. I know you're definitely going to have commentary about. It. I'm sure Vincent has something to say. I, I will. I will. I, I'm just investigating the 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 conspiracy. How they kept this covert operation uh, that they've been working on for years and years and years to develop this driver this, empowerment this operation. Driver empowerment operation yeah. has been going on for years now. Can we now get now up to like 100. Can we get it to like 120? I don't know. You, we want to empower you more. <laughs> <laughs> Do I hear an exemption being filed by ATA with FMCSA because of driver? <laughs> I mean, they're going to think of something they won't from it. So, nah, yeah. But, you know, we're going to, I've started doing the uh, sitting for 60 seconds and then some and uh, kind of bringing up reminders of like Grace's show and about keep chucking rebranding the motive. And it's going to have some goofiness. It's going to have some, you're going to, put up with me getting up in the mornings and yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting and we're going to throw that out as well to you. So, you know, hopefully getting into the OEMs as the driver view, um, going and looking at, at some of these training schools on the uh, EODT and uh, getting in depth and, and showing you from a driver, but learning from people from a driver's side as well. I think it's so important, and I'm really excited about it because we've had a lot of drivers on here before, and we get some really brilliant in, uh, input from from the from the drivers that are there, and we tend to see things, and I do as the data guy, like in sure. Sonar, dissect the market with very good data and intelligence there. But the driver side and, and aspect of it is so important. Well, that's the beautiful thing about having drivers now on this team as a resource that we're talking to every day because we haven't we've worked in the industry we're industry veterans we've spent years yeah. in this industry but we haven't driven a truck so there's issues we think that are important but you guys have been in the truck you know exactly what's important what to key in on and that is going to be a powerful component of this brand one of the shows on there we mentioned america on 18 wheels we have a clip from it right here let's play it real oh. let's let's show it off Welcome to America on 18 Wheels. I'm Ingrid Brown. These are things that you need on the truck. Pick the phone up. Call a friend. Better yet, call your mama. In inclement weather and in road shutdowns and wrecks and times that we're out here in the winter, we gotta have our phone. We all have a fluorescent safety vest. You don't? Shame on you. You need to go buy one. 
think I need to go to work. <laughs> Have a great day. Ingrid, one of the things I love, love about this is it's not just two people talking in a screen. You actually get out there, you're in the truck, you're bringing your own unique perspective. That you actually drove a truck to go and have these various interviews with people. But another thing that I think is super powerful about your show is you're breaking down walls of perception. There is this sort of stereotype of what a driver is and what a driver is supposed to be. And one of the things we want to do on Back the Truck Up is burn that effigy in half and let people know that drivers are smart business people. They can be men, they can be women, they are business owners, and they are leaders in this industry, and they have a powerful voice, and people need to listen to them. Absolutely. That that's a great that's why I'm here. That's why I accepted this and this is why I wanted to do this is because I want people to see that we are we're somebody's mother, sister, father, brother, friend, cousin. We we are people. And our lifestyle might be a little bit different, but we still have the regular day-to-day life problems, but we also then face the trucking industry problems. So you add all that together we're still good people underneath all that. We're still out here and making this by choice. Uh, we choose to be out here. We don't have to be. We choose to be. So, you know, I want to share those that make that choice. And I want you to see the the awesome people that are out here on the road that you're passing on the highway every day. Uh, I actually have a ride along coming up with Nav- one of the engineers at Navistar. She's going to get in the truck with me. And uh, she's either going to Florida or Phoenix with me here in the next week. <laughs> Nice. This well, is gonna be kind of, yeah. I, I know you're probably going to make uh, an America on 18 Wheels around it. We're looking forward to it. The most recent one dropped yesterday. You met up with Grant Goodell from Convoy and also uh, Isaac Wilkie from Starlight Transportation. That is up on the Back the Truck Up YouTube currently. Uh, a lot of our socials are active. The site is going to be turned on uh, any minute now. We're just waiting for a couple back-end today, right? things. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't say that. No, don't say that. I can take you. I can show you what it looks like right now, though. Okay. Let's take a look at this graphic. Ingrid, you want to see what it looks like right now? That's what yeah. the back. That's what backthetruckup.com looks like right now. We get some articles on there. Oh, it looks like Rooster took a shot at the uh, the ATA for that. You can see my article over there. Oh, I see a couple of yours already in there. We got an Enterprise Fleet Summit rundown. Michael Vincent, you got some stuff on there too. Some yeah, sonar breakdowns, yeah. just talking about what's important towards the lanes and all that. So. Good stuff, Ingrid. We are looking forward to the next episode of America on 18 Wheels. You already have some articles up on backthetruckup.com, too. So as soon as that site is live, there's going to be a buffet of content for you all to eat out of. Ingrid, thank you for being you. Thanks, y'all. You can find me on all the social media outlets. And y'all, you two are amazing. Love you guys. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> See you, Ingrid. She's great. I'm so it's happy important to note she's, she's still hauling commercial loads, too, while she's yeah. doing this. Well, here's she, the thing, she, she hasn't given up trucking to do this. She's still trucking. You know, this is a little bit edgier, and we're talking about being the, the barstool sports yeah. of freight. But I sure. think part of being edgy is also c- completely defying expectations. And I think that's what Ingrid does. And I think that yeah. she brings so much value in that regard. And she's just one member of this team. Wow. Just one. With the growth of Loves and Speedco's nationwide network of tire passes, it's evolved delivery methods always meeting the needs of your drivers whenever they may need it. Whether in lane at Loves Travel Stops inside Truck Care or Speedco Service Center or at an on-site terminal, making tire pass part of your driver's pre-trip inspection can inform them of any tire-related concerns. To learn more about tire pass, tell them, dude. Oh, excuse me. Go to loves.com immediately after this show. Transfix is modernizing the way freight moves nationwide. The Transfix Intelligent Freight Platform combines a digital freight marketplace, intuitive software, and dedicated experts to drive performance to your modern, not antiquated supply chain. Get a free quote at... Hey, transfix.io.
Nailed. Uh, so Kiana D. Carter, if you ever order with her, she'll be early. She showed up yesterday for our little check-in. She got a little dress rehearsal, and today oh, nice. she's here live and in the flesh. It's Kiana D. Carter, Chief Executive Officer at the 11th Hour Logistics. Kiana, thank you for coming on the show. Hello. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's, re- it's nice to see your face. A lot of the guests that I have on here, full disclosure, a lot of times I just see them on LinkedIn or Twitter, and I just know a little circle sure. of your face. So it's, it's great to see you uh, in person. Can you introduce yourself a little bit to our audience who may not be familiar with Kiona and 11th Hour? Thank you. Um, well, we're a um, dispatching company based out of Southern California. Um, we also are a carrier, so we are a service provider for um, FedEx and um, um, larger companies. So right now I have nine trucks and have five more going out next week. Nice. So, Kiana, uh, 11th Hour Logistics, the name implies that you guys are expedited or, you know, hey, hey, when all else fails, give us a ring. Do you guys specialize in anything specific? What do you specifically service or is it general freight? Um, general freight. I love LTL. Mm. When I first started in the industry, I found it to be challenging, but now it's my niche. Wow. Okay. So it's LTL. Excellent stuff. I've been LTL myself for, for quite a quite a long time. It's much different than truckload. So excellent stuff. Um, so let me understand, what is your, uh, you've got a turnkey program there that earns some passive income. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Thank you so much for asking. So Social media is going crazy over everyone wanting to get off into the logistics industry. So what I've decided to do, because we have relationships, we have direct shippers, I've decided to um, implement that in our company where you have your trucks. We get the trucks for you, your drivers, and put you on the routes, contract the routes. Gotcha. So being in the LTL, what are you seeing in the LTL market right now? Is it being affected like the truckload is? Yes. Yes, it really is. Um, with Shanghai, the port being on lockdown, it is really affecting us. Um, I've really been putting a uh, focus on reefers more so than anything. So LTL, um, you know, it's, it's, it's functioning, but I've really been focusing on the reefers because we're coming into produce season. Yeah, that's a good point. Produce season is coming up, and we'll put some pressure on that. But uh, So the LTL through the pandemic, we saw a lot of LTL companies struggling because of the mix of freight change. You know, you had all these different companies that switched from, like, auto parts to, to PPE and that type of stuff and affected it. Did that affect your business, or how did you guys have to pivot? No, it didn't affect us at all because we have the relationships. And so I have really – we've focused hard on building our book of business over the last two years. So you call us, we can move your truck. So that wasn't an issue for us. Gotcha. So you guys are, you got a lot of uh, hiring posts that are up there. Is it more difficult to hire for LTL than it is truckload or, or do you find it to be the same? Um, I find it to be the same because I screen. Uh, CDL drivers are professional, so there are no headache. But when you're dealing with non-CDL drivers, you have to treat them Mm. like pretty much put your, you have to be stern. Because gotcha. the violations are the same. You know, the violations, they, they will stick it to you in your audit. Hmm, you know, what's, uh, what, what's the big thing on your table right now? Uh, we've been looking at the market. I'm not sure if you're as impacted, but what, uh, what's the big thing on your table right now? What's the biggest problem that you're solving? Drivers. Right, like just hiring drivers. Keeping the drivers. Hiring the drivers, keeping the drivers, making sure they're satisfied. 
Um, because everything we have is because of a dry, a trucker. Yeah. And so for me, they're the producers. They're the ones that I put the red carpet out for. They're the ones that I will go over and beyond for to make sure they have. So it's the drivers for me. Gotcha. So what, what kind of strategies are you using to do a better job of, of retaining them or, or hiring them? So for me, um, I have pushed away from the whole sign-on bonus. A lot of people take the sign-on bonus and then they go. is what they need. They need more time off, benefits, 401k, health insurance, vision, dental. Um, if they're stressed out, I need to make sure that they get out the truck and get a relief. So if they need mm. to come on home time. If they are in New York and they have to come back here to SoCal, I, I don't bring my trucks in that much. I will fly them in and then fly the other driver to get in the truck. So wow. I make that- sure that they're comfortable. That's a good investment in their mental health and getting them out of there and getting de-stressing those. Do you see a uh, difficulty in having over-the-road drivers come in and want to do the LTL type of type of work and then like saying, well, wait a minute, this quite isn't for me? Two different jobs, right? Yes, because they'll get that itch. To get back out on the road. They'll get, yeah, they'll, ha- they'll want to go out. Well, nice. Gotcha. Well, if someone does want to work with you, where do we send them to? So they can email us at info at the 11th hour logistics.com or visit our website, www.the11thhourlogistics.com. We have a lot in store. We do everything with integrity. And I look forward to my office assistant and office manager letting me know the import of the email, the emails and the contacts that we'll get from this show. And you, and of course, you know, I'll be in the audience supporting you all. <laughs> I know we love we see you out there Kiona we appreciate your time thanks for coming on the show and meeting us uh, meeting us on here I believe for the first absolutely. time pretty cool stuff absolutely yeah. thanks for your time thank today. you so much for having me thank you have a wonderful day you as well thanks Kiona you as well LTL and Reefer two difficult markets to deal with LTL <laughs> and Reefer let's show the logo real quick throw this logo up here yeah, there we Ooh, go. Back the truck up. How there cool it is. is there it is. And show that website one more time, too. Let's show the people what this is going to look like when we turn the switch back on. Ooh. Yeah, that screenshot of the website. There, there we go, people. That looks great, right? There we go. Oh, look. Rooster already took his knife out. He took his, uh, his pitchfork out. And he went after the uh, the burning ring of fire around the, yeah. the AT. They're here right now. We got Super Trucker Justin Martin and James Rooster Bowen. Well, Crater's here at Back Truck Up. Both... Truck drivers themselves. Come on air, gentlemen. Hey! How's it going, guys? First time seeing y'all. The rooster's on the top. Rooster, you start off. You introduce yourself. Where did you come from? How'd you end up over here at back? Oh, actually, it was kind of a sort of a joke. Uh, Dooner was putting out the call for drivers to fill out an application for a rider. I'm like, ah, I might do it. I might do it. Well, the second time he done, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to do it. So I filled it out. You know, I was stuck in a hotel in Denver for two weeks with a truck with a truck full of gremlins. And, and so uh, I filled it out. A couple of days later, dinner said, hey, can I borrow you for about 30 minutes for an interview? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Rooster, what? Rooster, one of the reasons why is I, I saw you're also very active on social. And you brought a good perspective. How long had you been driving for before you before you started doing this? Uh, I had about 15 years under my belt, uh, about 12, working for uh, the big mega carriers, you know. Then last three years, I started my own company, uh, working as a independent owner-operator for Landstar as what they call a BCO, or a business capacity operator, you know, business capacity owner. 
Love it. Love it. Let's let's meet with Justin here. Justin, how are you doing? Where did you where did you come from? You were you were from the USPS, right? Yeah, I was literally on break uh, browsing Twitter and I saw your post about the job and I thought, okay, this sounds pretty good. And sent it to friends and family and they're like, yeah, this is uh, this is you to a T. So uh, applied and interviewed and here I am. Well, you just had a, you just recently had a, a child as well, right? So you know, you, you having yeah. a little bit more home time here is, is kind of a nice thing. Yeah, absolutely. My um, even though my Twitter handle is Super Trucker, it's uh, a little ironic. Uh, as my career has gone on, my mileage every day has just gotten smaller, and smaller, and smaller. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so come, come, come. What did you? Well, what did what did you learn from uh, from working at the USPS? Um. Patience. You're never <laughs> really ever going to predict how the mail is going to run. Um, this last winter um, was probably one of our easiest years compared to the year before, which you talk to guys that have been there for 50 years and all of them said that last year, I'm sorry, year before last was the most difficult year that they've ever, ever had. Mm. You know, his yeah. beard length, Michael Vincent. Well, I was going to say, I thought you picked him up. A- is, is just, you know, it's, it's emasculating mine. I'm getting dwarfed here. Um, you ever yeah. bead that? You ever bead that? If, I, if mine was that long, I'd go like Lou Albano style. I'd start putting like rubber bands and beads and shit in oh, it. Yeah, you got to. Every time some like beard trend goes viral, um, <laughs> I'll get like inundated with DMs and messages like, oh, put flowers in the beard, braid it, do this, do that. And it's just, no. No, keep Anything it easy to it. It doesn't look as good the way they put it online. So I just, I brush it and leave it alone. Now, this gentleman right here, he's making a lot of our social media content. Yes. He's running the back on social. So if you stop by, like, back the truck, I believe our Twitter is back the truck. We couldn't get back the truck up everywhere. But uh, there's also links on the site and everything. But if you go to at back the truck, like, on Twitter, he's the gentleman that will probably be on the other end of that that is uh, replying to you. Like we said, we've already got content flying out in all these. There's one other person to, re- to introduce who's on the team. It is you, Michael Vincent. Who? Where? Right Me. here, this gentleman. You have started writing sonar for trucker. It's more sonar trucker based, yeah, more surface based right. sonar articles about freight flows, right? Yeah, trying to get that uh, the information. There's a ton of information in the in in the data that's in sonar, right? Yeah. And and it it, it it it's it's not necessarily user friendly for the trucker on a daily sure. day basis with all the acronyms that are in the OTV. Well, yeah, but it's also like how do you make that context relevant too? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So that's what I'm doing is taking that content and trying to get it out there relevant. Get loaded with the dude. We have an where example, to go, right? man. I think we do, don't we? Let's throw one up there. Why not? That's not it. That's bumper truck. That's bumper truck. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Oh, there it is. Listen to that music. We got no audio on it. So, hey, guys. Uh, yeah. this, See, is that's, this is like startup launch style. So we got no audio on this. Can you set that to mono? Then you'll have audio coming yeah. out. Thank you. Uh, in the meantime, pull it down. Pull it down. We don't need to look at it. See, it let down. us know in the ear if we can get you some can audio, Moltar. That would be But it's get loaded. Cool. It's, it's looking at the markets and seeing uh, where the best trends are and where you can get some get some loaded. Right? Yeah, I do have. We do have another video, though. I do have a video oh. of, uh, of Rooster delivering a, a load. Let's take a look at this. Get 
Look at him taking those doubles right through that. <laughs> Just like a professional. <laughs> Looks like I-76 in Philly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Do not tip. Underneath the bus. Underneath the bus. That's not really your stuff. So tell us what that get loaded is about, because I don't know if they're going to get that audio fixed. No, they're probably that that particular get loaded. I I, I think that one was about uh, uh, that's the one that's up there right now. So that's about Nashville going into Nashville market and and really seeing where uh, uh, the inbound and outbound capacity moves. You can see inside there and see what kind of uh, pressures there are, even in those smaller markets. Right. Yeah. You can still find some really good loads that are in there if you know what the trends are in that market and utilizing that on a daily basis. Uh, you also gives you uh, some negotiating power, right? Let's you know exactly where those rate pressures are, and uh, you maybe get yourself another five, six cents a mile. Well, good stuff. Right? You also have uh, the suckle meter that's that's out now I've too got the, about the uh, the long wait <laughs> yeah, times. The the, ti- the, uh, the dude's time suckle meter is coming out. Yeah, now so looking at the different uh, their their ports and markets and industries. Yeah, and who's got the uh, the largest wait times right now, and why why those trends are there, and what to look out for. Now, now Rooster and Justin, you guys started an interesting time. There were a couple storylines that were going on this week. There's the tale, or well, there's the ongoing uh, specter of the freight recession in trucking. There was what was going on uh, in Mexico at the borders with the blockades. There uh, was the statement by the ATA, that article. What have you been jumping into over there, Rooster? Well, been going on with the ATA story kind of a bit. Uh, these guys I cannot stand. They uh, quote, unquote, represent all truck drivers, but as we all know, they're government lobbyists for the mega carriers. They take donations all the time. They just try to make everything more for the make carrier, not for the driver. Uh, we, we got the whole uh, week of FARD. The article I'm writing right now is actually called Bridge Too Far. <laughs> and uh, going on with, with Governor Abbott having the additional checks put into place, the reactions from the truck, truck drivers across the border. Uh, our friends with the Gulf Cartel showed up and they're not happy about it. You know, they're setting trucks on fire and everything. We've had a couple of uh, security agreements signed with uh, Nuvo uh, Leon. That's Laredo. Uh, we've got a couple more in the books. And, you know, I'm just taking anything that's going on, putting my perspective to it, and, you know, trying to get it out to the driver level. You know, FreightWaves is kind of known as the executive level information uh, back the truck, that's going to be kind of like the driver level information, pushing it up, you know, taking sonar, pushing it up through the through the drivers up, you know. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and part of the goal here is to make a platform for trucker voices, but it's also an archway for mm-hmm. the brokers out there. And the C-suite's totally welcome to understand how these issues are perceived and, and seen by drivers. And we highly implore them, too. And we want that bridge to exist between those areas as Ingrid uh, talked about yesterday and it's pretty cool I've been watching I'm a rooster I've been watching your coverage she's been cranking out like three to five articles a day that range from anything from sort of long form breakdowns of what's happening with like that ATA issue he did yeah. an enterprise fleet summit recap uh, he's done um, like the the rooster crows or the rooster uh, or the what the clock was what he's got a weekly where he's sort of <laughs> aggregating a lot of the news that's going on but gentlemen you're going to join us for a segment right now and we're going to go through a couple of these stories it's called good news, bad news, and we just lend our opinions to these different topics. I ask you if it's good news, bad news, you tell me why it is or why it isn't. So guys, hit the theme. Bad news and good 
good news. Boom. Boom. That's my boy's... My, there it is. I don't know. They're okay. <laughs> that's my boy, right. Sebastian, by the way, who says that. I hope it's, that's why I also had to play it. He watches every Friday. Right. Did so you hear his like, voice? Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, I didn't hear my voice if it doesn't it's get played. Me. Yeah, yeah, he's got to have it played. Right. All right, here's the first one. So th- we've touched on this, but everyone may not know the story. So is driver turnover really a sign of opportunity? That's what the American Trucking Associations <laughs> argues in their article, The Truth About Trucking Turnover. According to the ATA, this is a quote from them. They said, in many respects, high turnover is an indicator of driver empowerment. Criticisms in their article, right? They were they're calling out some New York Times writer, and they were, you know, some of the criticisms that writer pointed out that they highlighted were pay, home time, poor equipment, parking, quality of life. All those are brushed aside as saying that they're statements from bureaucrats, SES, and other cultural commentators who've never been inside of a truck, who have no real world trucking experience. Oh, the no, issue no. with that, every single driver that surveyed talks about many of these different issues. And now we have two drivers right here. So let's start with them. What do you think about this one, Justin? I think the ATA is just mad that the New York Times article writer didn't come to them for the opinion first. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll put that down as a bad there news. How go. about you, Rooster? Okay. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it's a great time if you're a driver that likes to job shop, you know, uh, change jobs every six to 12 months when that uh, sign-on bonus goes away, you know. You know, driver shortage, driver shortage. Hey, easy way to get $15,000 real quick, you know. Probably more or equal to what I'll make that year, you know. (laughs) Okay, so you are empowered. You are saying you're empowered because you can go and get a $15,000 sign-on bonus. Oh, no, I'm not. Drivers do have strength right now with the economy, the trucking economy kind of being in the recession. You know, we are still or more in demand in any way, any time, but, you know, the position I'm taking, it's not, you know, brave fart right here, but, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> that's all right. I'll tell you my position. Kind of, on it. I'll tell you. Yeah. So my, my problem with it is we have had over 90% Rooster, come down here. We have about 90% <laughs> turnover in this business for years now, I for years. How Daddy, is that? Daddy, that's low. No, I'm just, I'm just saying we have, like, like how is that? Nice. The article is trying to position it like right now drivers are more empowered than ever, and it's due to the piss-poor retention of drivers in the industry, which to me is, like, ridiculous. I've been a waiter. Like, it's not like I felt empow- like super empowered as a waiter because I could walk from Chili's to Applebee's. It's the same shit, different day. Yeah, I... I, 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 I like, I'm, I might make a nickel more, but am I really, like, increasing my circumstance? that I feel more power. <laughs> what yeah, about you, I, Justin? I, Do you feel more empowered? I, I, Absolutely not. And a lot of these sign-on bonuses are going to have stipulations to them. You know, you have to stay with the company for X number of months or years even. Um, And now you got to learn a new company's culture, um, the way they do things. You're not going to be in the same truck that you've been driving uh, at your old company. You're going to be driving new routes, new cities. You know, it's not as easy as just plug and play going from one job to the other. There's always, you know, new things you got to learn going from one company to another. Yeah. And that's what that was a, a, yeah. that was my a big problem I had with the article. It's just mm-hmm. that they're like framing this this sort of 
point that, yeah, like drivers can go to other companies, but it doesn't necessarily make them feel like they're improving their circumstances. Well, that's, yeah, that's and a lot of them are doing it because of the, the, they're not getting paid properly on their cost per mile or the frustration of working from a, ca a, a carrier. That doesn't, that, that doesn't give you a sense of empowerment. That just means no. like you can walk down the street. To me, the big deal was that not 100% of the people called BS on the, on the article because to me it was a political stance there. They politicized something and tried to take credit for something that's not necessarily a good thing. That's where the big thing for Not me at all. Was, was like, that's BS. I got another big deal, good big deal, little deal for it? you. So let's, uh, we a rooster, let's talk about this here. So Goodyear is making tires out of flowers, my friend. They're, so what's up with that? They're making out, I think, dandelion uh, 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 roots or something like that? Yeah, they're, uh, they're taking dandelion roots, uh, particularly Canadian dandelions, Russian dandelions, and uh, grinding them up, extracting the resin out of them. Supposedly, the resin out of these dandelions is better than the traditional Brazilian rubber tree sap. Uh, this is a program going through with uh, the Department of Defense, Air Force Research Lab, uh, a couple other groups. And, you know, this could be an opportunity for to give something to the American farmers, you know, another crop to raise, you know, uh, near, you know, near shore, the rubber industry back to the United States. You know, we're going through this industrial recovery post-pandemic and hey here's a here's another way to uh near uh get some money back into the economy possibly lower the cost of tires you know tire prices have been on the rise here the last few years and if anything i could do to you know get some ideas to cut a hundred dollars 150 dollars off a tire that's four five six hundred dollars now hey what yeah you know? Yeah, well, sure. Up in the C-suite too, they're 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 worried about their ESG these days too. So if they can lower, the, if that they can have better sustainability, better sure. sustainability scores through tires like these, perhaps that's a good choice. Justin, you think this is a, a big deal or, or good news for for trucking? You'd like to see more plant tires? I can literally see five dozen dandelions in my front yard right now. So you know these things grow like weeds; they can grow them anywhere. Um, rubber trees are only sourced in a small handful of spots across the country, uh, across the globe. So I think this is a good deal. Now, so sometimes we hear about stuff like this in like footwear and soles and like they, they're like minor rollouts. How yeah. bit, what, you wrote the article about this, Rooster. What, what did you glean from it? Is this going to be widespread? Is it just a test pilot kind of thing? Uh, what's the scope that they're looking at here? Uh, from the article I read, Air Force is wanting to do this to replace their uh, sourcing of rubber for their plane tires. Those massive yeah. 10, 20 foot tall tires like for the the B-52 and the C-130, you know, those guys, when they hit that tarmac, you know, they throw smoke several hundred feet before they actually start kicking, start getting rolling, you know. And uh, like I said about the uh, sustainability, the dandelions grow anywhere, man. And if, you know, <laughs> farmer like me, farmer like me, uh, there's this little thing called pesticide resistance, and dandelions are kind of hard, you know, it. You know, that first spray around may or may not get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, so turn them into tires, right? Well, let's work with them instead of against them. I, I, li I like it. I like it. The only thing I'm upset about is I, I, I put down the uh, right. weed out. Dude, we're always <laughs> at a runway here. We're always at a runway here. Before people go out on the weekend, they're planning next week. Where's the worst place to drive to in terms of wait times right now? Where the hell do you not want to go uh, next Do not week? go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Market, 335 minutes wait time, up 128 points. Yeah. Uh, look at it. There's a chart there. See that blue mountain on the right-hand side? That's Tampa's wait time shooting through the roof, 128.9% up. 
dude. That, that's insane because that's an average too. That's yeah. taking all like the low end too. Yeah, that means, it's the average. Wow, that through is through the roof. That is awful. Well, hey, for Rooster, for Super Trucker, James Martin, this has been Dona. You can find me at Timothy Dona. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. You can find him at Rooster BTU. You can find him at Super Trucker. You can find Back the Truck up at Back the Truck on the Twitter. Don't be a stranger. Michael Vincent, tell him how to be. Peace and love. Spread it everywhere, my friends. Wave goodbye, boys. <laughs>